0: Hello, hello! My name is Caitlin Brianna, and welcome back to Bruh! It's a Lifestyle Podcast. Last week was National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, so I sat down with former UGA swimmer Emmeline Peterson to discuss eating disorders in athletes, and all I have to say is, wow did not realize how common it is for an athlete to have an eating disorder. I also was shocked by some of the tendencies that could be considered a part of disordered eating. I want to say a special thank you to Emmeline for coming on and sharing her story to shine a light on a subject that a lot of people won't discuss or may not know a whole lot about. Listener discretion is advised. The next hour might contain information, statistics, or personal opinions that may be triggering to some listeners.
1: Hi, my name is Emmeline Peterson. I am a fourth year at UGA. I major in dietetics and culinary sciences and nutrition, double major. Um, I'm very passionate about, a little bit more passionate about culinary than I am about dietetics. However, I think the world of dietetics has so much to offer. So I'm really excited to go into that. Um, and yeah, that's really all all that I'm into nowadays. But yeah, that's a little bit
0: about me. Awesome. So earlier when we were talking, um, you told me it was National Eating Disorders Awareness Week. So mm-hmm. that's really cool because um, what we're talking about today is based off that. And um, just start telling us about your story with swimming and just that whole journey when you started and um, why you're no longer in it and whatnot. Um, okay. So
1: I started from, I loved swimming from when I was like tiny, like, you know how, like, it's like made fun of that. Parents will like throw their kids in the pool and just see them like floating there. And that's like, that's right. how they learned to swim. I was one of those kids. They just <laughs> threw me in and saw me floating there and I just figured it out. But I actually tried, like, a bunch of different sports before I, like, started swimming, but I was always, I always knew I wanted to do swimming, but my parents were like, let's, let's just see if maybe you like something else, so I tried, like, 10 other sports, hated all of them. I remember a majority of them made me, like, cry, because I was just so bad, (laughs) but then, um, I think I, like, officially, like, started a swim team when I was five years old, and then... I swam until I was 19, so that's 14 years. Um, yeah, so I was very good, like my prime, my best times were when I was like 14 to 16, which is so young, but I look, at the time I was like, thought I was a late bloomer because everyone was so good at 12 for some reason. Um, I had state records um, for North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, by the way. Um, I had the state record in the mile and the 800 freestyle um, when I was 14 and 15. And then, of course, some girl beat them now, but at the time I was (laughs) pretty good. Um, I never got to go to nationals just because for some reason my coach never let me, but I did YMCA nationals and I I won those and I won nationals there in the mile and the 800 yeah, and then I came to college, and oh my gosh, it was such different training than, like, in high school. It was insane. It, I was not prepared. I had a really big ego, like, I was like, mm. oh, I'm gonna come in and kill it, and no, it, it was nothing I was expecting at all. It Was it just, was it just more
0: intensive?
1: Um, yes, a thousand percent, um, so I want to explain this without getting, like, Confusing terminology, but mm-hmm. in swimming, do you know about IM individual med- medley? I do know. It's like it's like when it's um, fly back, breast free, the four strokes. Okay. And like where I swam in high school, we would train um, just those four. Like even though I was distance freestyle only, like that's the mm-hmm. only thing I was good at. That's what I trained. I would do fly back, breast free, and so when I came to college. I just did like straight up distance freestyle, which is like so different and so much harder. We also Mm -hmm. use equipment and equipment is like you put like little paddles on your hands, but like help you pull. And then you put fins and you use kickboards. And like, I had not experienced that all in high school. And it like definitely set me back compared to everyone else because Mm -hmm all the other people coming into college had used that before they came, and I did not, so that kind of, like, they, do they use it in high school then? The equipment? Yeah. No, not at all, which is, like, not normal, like, I came from a very, like, different team, like, I was out of, like, I think 12 people came in with me to the swim team, and I was the only person that, like, did not use equipment in high school, so. was very behind compared to everyone else
0: gotcha yeah gotcha so when you say um from 14 to 16 you were really good does that mean like speed like what what defines a good swimmer um that is when like
1: so I was okay from ages like 12 to 13 like I was like going to um junior little junior not junior nationals but there's like certain meets that you go to that just kind of mean that you're better than other people Okay. but then when I turned 14 I had gotten the state record which is huge because it was like yeah. a 30 year old record and then That's awesome <laughs> yeah I, I look back and I'm like how is I so good but <laughs> after that happened I just remember UGA, like at 14, UGA reached out to me and like so many other like big swimming schools reached out to me. And I was like, I thought it was crazy. Like I'm 14 and these colleges are already talking to me. And these were like the big D1 schools, like UGA is one of the best in the nation. And I was just like, what? And then I got to, um, let me think, trying to like say this without bracking, but (laughs) I I got to train at the Olympic training center. I never got like an Olympic trial cut, but for some reason they like pick out like two people who are good in every event. So like my event was the mile. And because I, because of my time in my age group, they picked me to come and train at the Olympic training center for like a week and just like experience that. And it was the craziest week of my life. Like I got to meet Michael Phelps. I got to meet Ryan Lockby. They were all training there at the time. It was, oh my gosh. That but is so yeah. cool. Yeah, I was like a little prodigy. I look back and I'm like, yeah.
0: what happened
1: to me? But and gosh, how old it were was, you when all that was going on? Um, I think I was 15 when I went to the Olympic Training wow. Center. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So here you are, 14, 15. And pretty big schools are reaching out to you. How did you decide which one you wanted? Um, well,
1: I did say I was from North Carolina, but I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And um, we had a lot of family in Atlanta, Georgia, and so mm. I just like grew up obsessed with Atlanta and Georgia in general. So like, the minute Georgia reached out, I was like, I want to go here <laughs> so yeah. bad. And like at the time, I don't know if this name sounds familiar, but Chase Kalish, he was like up and coming like the next Michael Phelps so like also the fact that he was swimming here I was like starstruck so I was like the fact that they want me to come like I'm going so Georgia was like my number one from the very beginning.
0: That's so exciting I I can't imagine being 15 and all that happening Mm -hmm. yeah I I would definitely my ego would be through the roof honestly. Oh
1: my ego got so bad I (laughs) I was so cocky to my friends, like, oh no, um, it was, I look back and I'm like, I'm so sorry I was like that, guys, but
0: can you blame me? Right, especially, that's like a prime, we've talked about this in our, we're in a class together, but, um, you know, that's like prime time of like growing and mm-hmm. figuring out like who you are, so I can't yeah. imagine, so do you feel like you enjoy swimming, in high school more than college then because it I guess ha- college presented different challenges 100 yeah,
1: percent, yeah for lots of
0: different reasons I mean
1: the main one of course being is I just like wasn't good anymore and I think okay. like being good was what brought me so much happiness um yeah once I started not like not being able like imagine being 18 years old and you can't go the time you went when you were 14, like, that's just was so hard to, like, deal with, I guess, and it was really depressing, Um, but also just the training in college was so strenuous and so difficult.
0: Does that happen a lot to other people? I've never thought about, um, because whenever I was growing up, like, I could, I was in cheer, and I could do all the tumbling and everything, and now I'm like, backflip like I could never so is that normal for it to almost like you were better a few years back and now you're kind of leveling off I guess? Is that pretty normal? Okay.
1: Oh yeah. It happens all the time. Like I was talking about this with one of my friends the other day and like if you come to college and like continually continually get better, like that that's like a amazing because it's so rare. Like I I know a lot of people who I mean there's a lot of people who come to college and just kind of like stay the same but to like continue to get faster is really really impressive
0: and rare okay okay yeah yeah so what was your team dynamic I'm Um, really curious about that
1: it was I'd say in high school it was a little bit more I don't want to say toxic but it was definitely I'd say that's where my like eating bad eating tendencies definitely started Mm -hmm. Uh, college I feel like they're a little bit more aware of eating disorders so it wasn't I think people knew like where to draw the line or like if something bad was said they would be like hey don't say that but in high school I feel like no one really talks about it yeah And, and just like a dynamic in general not eating disorder related just I think in high school we're all immature so we never like yeah know the right things to say I think in college we all became more mature about it but
0: in in high school do you even I mean I, I'm like on the cheer team we didn't have like a nutritionist or someone to guide us with what we were eating so did you even have that in high school
1: no yeah, and so. that's another reason why I think it's so different in college is because like right. at, on the team we had like dietitians and like mm-hmm. even like the coaches like would make sure that we're eating healthy and they would I was I was very happy that like none of the coaches ever made like nasty comments from at least my experience I don't know if that's the same for everyone but they've right. all been very good about um I don't know keeping things very I don't know the right words but it was it wasn't bad it wasn't yeah as bad I as know what school, you're talking sure. about I know
0: what you're talking about so yeah. would you say that your eating your disordered eating started in high school then
1: Yes, but I definitely would say it got worse in college, for sure.
0: Okay. And then I know we talked and you said, um, I think you said you didn't really realize it till after the fact. Mm -hmm. So talk about that, because, I mean, obviously, like, I, I don't, I haven't had that experience. So I'm like, like, how did you not know? Like, what led you to realize that this was going on? Like, I'm so curious, especially since, like you said, in college, you do have like dietitians there. You do have people that are aware. So Mm -hmm. just delve into that. Oh
1: gosh. Yeah. It's actually kind of an interesting story. (laughs) So in high school, there was this swimmer, she was on a different team. And one of the coaches on my team would always, she was really fast, this girl. Um, And she had a very like, toned thin body um Mm -hmm. and the coach would always be like that girl has a swimmer's body you girls all need to like try your best to look exactly like her she has the ideal swimmer's body and I just remember growing up like always thinking that whenever I saw this girl Mm -hmm. like I'd be like gosh she's so fast because she looks like that and yeah and I I have like a food account now and I post like daily quizzes And sometimes I'll do quizzes on like eating disorders just to like spread awareness. And she follows me, this girl with the swimmer's body. And one time she DM'd me and she was like, I love when you post about eating disorders, like stuff like this needs to be more um, talked about. And then we started talking a little bit about eating disorders and she like told me that she had one the entire time, like throughout high school. And it just was like, crazy to me because my whole like childhood I looked up to this girl and I was like she has an amazing body blah 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 and then to like look back and realize she had an eating disorder that whole time I was like it kind of clicked in me like I was like did I have an eating disorder like and I definitely did and it was like yeah that was definitely the triggering point where I was like I think more people have one than they realize especially in swimming um I saw like a statistic and I think you put it in your notes too that like 41 to 42 percent of um, aesthetic sports have an eating disorder and I've seen that statistic all week and everyone who's talked about it is like I bet it's more than that which is crazy to me but everyone agrees like I bet it's more than that. Yeah because there's so many that aren't reported. Yeah and I also firmly believe that a lot of people don't realize what counts as an eating disorder
0: okay like I think what what does count as an eating disorder
1: um so everyone knows anorexia is just Mm. like restricting yourself blah 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 I think the eating disorder people tend to forget is an eating disorder is bulimia Mm. and you know people think of bulimia as just you know they eat a lot and then they throw it up and Mm. that's not just bulimia, like bulimia is laxative use, bulimia Mm. is eating a lot, and then working out right after, so you can burn it off, and (sighs) I think if more people realized that, they'd be like, oh my god, I had an eating disorder, and that's literally what happened to me, Um, so I had, well, I haven't been diagnosed, I would like to first say that, um, I just had like the tendencies, and I'm sure Mm. if I had Talked to a dietitian at the time. Um, they probably would have diagnosed me, but I've never. I don't feel right saying I was like diagnosed, but I definitely had the tendencies. Um, in high school, I would say it was not bulimia yet. It was more uh, restrictive. Like okay. I would go like days or weeks of like completely restricting myself, and the worst part was like. Um, people would come up to me and be like you look great like you look so skinny and I'm just like oh that's great because I haven't been eating all week so I should just keep doing that and (laughs) yeah it was and especially like the coaches and the thing is like I know that when they say that they aren't trying to be like rude like they they want to they're trying to say something nice but for someone who like went the whole week like not eating dinner and not eating breakfast like hearing that you're just like okay, I'll just keep doing that. Um, but when I came to college, I would say because of my depression freshman year, it kind of turned more into binge eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually gained 30 pounds um, my freshman year. And um, sorry, I need a drink of water. My throat is closing Oh, you're,
0: you're so fine. Yes, yeah, so um, binging, so would you binge at night? yeah I would go like
1: that's kind of like shows how my anorex not anorexia but anorexic tendencies Tendencies. turned into um bulimia because it would be like I would not eat all day because I was Mm. like I need to lose weight like it's affecting my swimming and then at night it would just hit me and I'd eat anything I would see and it was like I couldn't control myself it was right so crazy to me like I could eat probably like 3000 calories in like a matter of 30 minutes. And it's just because I was restricting myself all day. Um, but then, so I'd say like throughout my freshman year of college, it was binge eating disorder. Uh, what well, I didn't quite have bulimia yet. Um, it was when I stopped swimming my freshman year, that's when the bulimia started because mm-hmm. I and this was like the one that I didn't realize was like the worst until like I didn't realize it was even Bolivia until like a year ago um that's okay. I had a friend yeah I had a friend who she was talking to me at one time and she was like yeah my mom and I take laxatives when like we eat too much one day yeah. and I was like that's disgusting like I would never do that and then I somehow got my hands on laxatives and I started using them. And I would like, I would do that. And then another thing is, I don't think girls realize that like, when you get really drunk, a lot of girls pull trig to like either stay skinny or like, I don't know, get rid of the drunkness. And that's like literally bulimia. And I didn't realize that until recently. So I would do that. I didn't
0: even, I didn't even realize that I am so guilty. No.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's something you don't like realize Mm.
0: Yeah. That's common. That's very common, especially I feel like in college culture. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. If, if you hear like, that's another reason why I think it's not, people don't see it as an eating disorder because a, so many people are doing it. It's like, it's like, how could everyone have bulimia? If like, if everyone's doing it, that doesn't make it so bad. Mm. Another thing is I just don't think people in general realize it's a disordered thing. So I would do that a lot. And I just remember like, even though I gained 30 pounds my freshman year, I lost it. I lost 30 pounds in like two months. And Mm. I just remember at the time people would be like, once again, they'd be like, you look so great. You look so good. And I'd be like, oh, I'm so glad that this is working. So it was like, it kind of just shows me that even though people, like, they they mean well when they're complimenting you like that, it's so, like, detrimental to, Definitely. like, people going through that. And I'm not trying to, like, blame those people, but right, they would just say, like, you look so good, you lost so much weight, and it would just be positive reinforcement for me to be like, oh, well, I'll just keep doing this you know
0: it's clearly working so right yeah and then how are how are your energy levels like how are you feeling each day um pretty terrible I remember
1: I like completely stopped working out this was also after I quit swimming for 19 years so I just in general didn't feel like working out but I just remember I had like I would think about working out and be like I absolutely cannot do that right now like right. I could I remember I couldn't like get out of bed I just remember there'd be days like before we would go out and I would just stay in my bed all day. So I like wouldn't eat, wouldn't do anything so I could look skinny at night. And yeah, it was, I think at the time I was like, oh, I'm so skinny. Like my life's getting so much better. But looking back, like I wasn't happy at all. Like I wasn't enjoying my life. It was just, all I was thinking about was food,
0: which is not good, not healthy. Not at all. And um, so you quit swimming freshman year. Why, why did you stop swimming? So
1: at the end of my freshman year, I was okay. diagnosed with um, depression and anxiety just mm-hmm. because of, you know, I came into college and it was such a big change and I wasn't as good as I used to be, all those reasons. And if you see a therapist in athletics you don't have to do this but I did this just so my coaches could be aware you're allowed to like like say like put down a coach's name that they're allowed to like stay updated on how you are Mm -hmm. and I think one of the coaches that I put down like saw that I wasn't doing well mentally so he like sat me down one time and was just kind of like Hey like I, if you want to stop swimming like that's totally fine like you can keep your scholarship like we'll we'll help you out and in the moment i was like no like i i can't stop swimming i've been doing this for so long so right. i think i i tried to keep swimming like the summer between my freshman and sophomore year okay. and like things clearly weren't getting better i was still like not doing well mentally so by the end of that summer my coach talked to me again and was like we really like don't think it's best for you to keep swimming so I I I was still in denial a little bit but after like a week of thinking about it I was like you know what I think my life would be so much better if I just stopped so that's how it happened
0: and and has it gotten better
1: 100% yeah yeah I mean definitely like after I stopped swimming with the whole bulimia part I'd say that lasted like a year but my junior and senior year have been really awesome
0: okay so you're in your senior year right now Mm -hmm. okay awesome me too I'm excited (laughs) yeah same um so do you still struggle with any of this today or do you feel like you've pretty much healed from it
1: um I'd say I'm like 90% healed there's still some days where like I feel incredibly full and like disgusting and I'm like I think about it and I'm just like no like I'm I I promised myself like it it won't make me feel better you know in the long term it's not going to make me feel better I know that it's terrible for my body I know that it's just overall not good for me so I I think I've definitely gotten better at like identifying it and yeah just acknowledging that like I like how I look. I like my weight where it is. And I like eating a lot. So, you know, it's definitely a lot better. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Um, And then, so I I can't even imagine the pressure because when you're a swimmer, you're in a bathing suit. So, I mean, you're seeing everyone's body. I, I just, I can't imagine. I'm just thinking like, 14-year-old you comparing yourself to another person Mm -hmm. that just breaks my heart completely breaks my heart and it seems like maybe this all does stem especially aesthetic sports um it stems from the comparisons or the pressure to look a certain way because you are an athlete yeah
1: yeah when I was um younger my mom would, um, come home and just, cause like when you're like probably from the ages of like six to 12, your parents would still come to practice and watch you. Okay. And I just remember she would come home with me and be like pissed that the mother, like about what the mothers were saying about other swimmers bodies, like 12 year old kids. And they'd just be talking about like their, how their thighs were too thick or something. And it's like, these are 12 year olds. Like yeah. why are you talking about their bodies like that and it just kind of like I think about how like I don't know it's a sport we're all here to have fun why are we so worried about like what our bodies look like and it's like the fact that it's mothers too like I think it all stemmed from mothers if I'm being honest all the like worst comments I've ever heard came from mothers when I was younger for sure and
0: ima- imagine what they're saying to their own children too yeah Mm-hmm. oh my goodness
1: yeah I I grew up kind of like as the I wasn't fat at all but I definitely had bigger thighs than the rest mm. of the girls and you know and bigger hips so swimsuits you know they kind of it's not one size fits all but right. you know I, I don't want to get a bigger suit that'll fit my thighs but then it'll be big on my chest So I would get a suit that like mainly fit my chest because I don't want water to go in there, but it would be kind of tight on my butt. And I just would get so much, like so many comments from the mothers, like get a bigger suit next time or something like cover up better. And I'm like, if I do, like, I won't be able to swim very fast. Like that was a big thing for me is being very insecure about my big thighs.
0: And this is when you were younger. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, I got kicked out of practice once, actually. They're like, go home and put on a suit that fits you. And I was like, the suit does fit me, but okay. And I just didn't come back to practice. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah.
0: That's actually so terrible.
1: Yeah. Luckily, not like that at all in college. Right. Thank goodness. Yeah. I-, I noticed that in college, actually, a lot of girls, just because we're we're grown women now, we all had suits like that. Like it would be like super tight in the butt, but the chest fit fine. So like, yeah, we all had wedgies, but I think the coaches are like, they're women. They're going to be built like that. Like it's not something to be mad about. And I think that when you're like from the ages of 14 to 18, the girls who develop faster, some of the moms are like, whoa, like put that away. So yeah.
0: It, it's not like all our clothing is being tailored exactly to how our bodies are. Like back then, like, you know, everything was made for the way their bodies were and changing. Mm-hmm. Like you go out, if you're a medium, well, you buy a medium shirt and hope that fits the way it's supposed to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially now with um, COVID, I, every store I go into, you can't try things on right now. So it's like, I just buy it. And then I come home and I'm like, well, hopefully it works out where it needs to fit. Yeah. Uh, So I, I can't even imagine. And then, so we talked about, um, how common it really is in athletes. Do you think it's a certain type of disordered eating that's, um, more common than others or is it just across the board? It varies. Yes.
1: I had a study pulled up. Let me look at it real quick. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. I know for a fact that bulimia is the more common. Um, in athletes or in general? Um, in college athletes. Yeah. Mm. Um, it said for females, if they have an eating disorder, 58% of the time, it's bulimia. And then 35% of the time, it's anorexia. And then same for men, it's um, 38% bulimia and 10% anorexia Um, and like I said like I think that's just because when I saw it was bulimia I actually was a little surprised because I was honestly expecting it to be like restrictive eating anorexia but the fact that it was bulimia kind of surprised me because that just shows me like it really is more common than you think like I just think that people don't I think laxative abuse is a big thing I don't think people realize that's bulimia and I mean, the more, like, I hang out with, I mean, it's, I don't hear as many athletes talking about it, I guess, even though mm-hmm. I do think it still happens, but I do hear a lot of, like, sorority girls, or just girls in general, be, like, they talk about it a little too, too, um, what's the word, casually, laxative okay. abuse, and I'm, like, now that I, like, can look back at my own eating disorder, I'm, like, a little suspicious whenever I hear people talk about it like they're like oh I'm, I was just so constipated last night I used laxatives." and it's just like you talk about it so often it's like right is that actually why I used it like yeah
0: and then what what's big right now from what um especially in sororities um Adderall use mm-hmm. I know that's been pretty big for the past few years now um is that big in athletes? Did you, did you ever hear or see anything like that?
1: I have not. There was one time where there was like,
0: I don't know too much
1: about it, but I did hear there was some, I'm not, don't want to say which sports team, but I did hear that there was like a little like Adderall Mm -hmm. outbreak at one point. And I was very surprised. because like, I really hadn't heard much about that, but apparently that happened too. Yeah. Because you
0: can go, basically a full day without eating
1: Mm -hmm. that's crazy
0: and I know that's that's really big in sororities for sure
1: yeah yeah Um, there's like a statistic that like nine percent of people in general have an eating disorder but I want to know what the statistic is for like college age girls because I bet it's huge honestly
0: it's probably it's I feel like it would be I don't want to say the majority but I feel like it's a a massive chunk and then also probably girls in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah I agree. And it's just absolutely terrible and I remember 2018 which now that like I'm talking to you like I can totally I wasn't even doing it intentionally but in 2018 fall I was definitely working out a lot. I was trying to stay lean. So I put myself in, um, a, a caloric deficit. And I remember in the beginning, like it was fine. Like I was eating, let's say, uh, um, let's nutrient dense foods. That's what I'm going to say. Um, so, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this right. Like everything's good. And I did see like the weight just fall off. But after, Think like three months of doing it. And I was like, I am tired all the time. I stopped going to classes. I was like, why am I just exhausted? And I thought, oh, maybe I just need to start taking like all these vitamins. So I remember going out and I bought tons of like supplements and I don't even know if I knew what I was doing. Like I was just like vitamin D, A, everything, every single day. Like Whatever. And then when I went to get blood tests done, they were like, you know, you're really like um, deficient in all these vitamins. And I'm like, okay, but I have all these supplements. And they're like, right, but you need to be eating. Like, this is stuff that's supposed to be coming from your food. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I do eat. And they were, they did the 24 hour um, dietary recall. And they were like, this is like not enough for, someone you know your height your weight what you're doing every day plus working out on top of it like that's nowhere near where you need to be at all and I was just like mind blown like oh Mm -hmm. like I thought I was doing everything right and apparently I was doing everything wrong yeah and I mean it led to me being feeling like honestly like shit so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah I had a lot of friends who kind of did something similar it was um yeah. they would eat and then they'd be like oh I need to run like five miles right now because I need to make up for what I just ate and yeah. I just remember I luckily have never gone down that path mainly because I think I'm just lazy but I don't <laughs> I just don't get the girls who like can do that but yeah and mm. that's also another very common I guess that's qualified as an eating disorder because it's like you want to Clearly fix what you just ate,
0: but yeah, yeah. And I know, I know some people. I didn't even realize it at the time, but they would binge eat and then go work out for like two hours on a spin bike. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, are are you okay? Like, I could never do that for, especially that long. Like, I'm literally Mm -hmm. in the gym for 45 minutes now, and. I'm done.
1: I feel good. Yeah. I do <laughs> yeah, that too.
0: Like, I feel like I accomplished what I need to, um, yeah. I'm just trying day. to stay like strong. Yeah. i not yeah, trying yeah. to be
1: skinny or anything. I just want to be
0: strong. Yeah. I agree. And I think every time, um, I go to the gym now that that's also my goal. Like I want to feel strong and powerful. And, um, I think that's, I think that's The goal. I think that's the goal now. And I wish that everyone else could see that, but there's so many different factors in everyday life. And a lot of people just don't recognize that or aren't at that time in their life. And it's just really sad because in most cases, people have to figure it out themselves. Like you did, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you have to, it's a journey that you have to trail sometimes on your own. Um, and thankfully now I feel like there is a lot more help. Um, so that that's where I was going to ask you. So when you got into college um, swimming, was there more education on this? Like, was it uh, something that was... I know that you guys are always busy. Like you have practices, you have school on top of that. Plus you have to maintain a social life and family, everything. So I'm sure they can't just get you guys all together all the time to be like, okay, let's talk about eating disorders today. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, was this talked about? Um, so
1: we would have, well, I was only there for a year, so maybe right. things are different now. And I kind of have the feeling Which they are just yeah. because- in the time I've been here, so many swimmers, like not just at UGA, just like in general have come out with eating disorders and have opened up about it. So I, I don't know. I could, I should probably ask like one of my friends who are still on the swim team, but I'm sure there is a little bit more awareness in general. I'm not sure if they have specific, because I know that the swim team has motivational speakers quite often. I'm not sure how often, um, it's eating disorder related. I know that dietitians will come and speak to them at least once a year. So maybe they've started incorporating that talk more, but I do know that the awareness is starting to grow mainly from athletes who have had eating disorders. Um, and it is kind of, it is pretty crazy to me how much within like the past four years of me coming to college, more and more athletes have come out and said, like, I had anorexia, I had bulimia, and it's just kind of, like, I'm really, I really like that that's happening, because it's just, like, a domino effect, like, Mm -hmm. and it blows my mind, too, because it's just, like, left and right, people are, like, wait, I do that, I, I have an eating disorder, so I think that there is more awareness being brought, but it's not really, like, from UGA athletics, it's more from swimmers within, or not even UGA, but just across the country, just swimmers in general have come out, like really fast swimmers too, like swimmers that kids look up to have been like, yeah, I have a terrible eating disorder. And like, these are the ways that I could have avoided it, blah, blah. blah.
0: Yeah, so. Um, if you could go back to younger you, what would you go back and tell yourself then that you know now? I don't know. I think I would, I always like look
1: back and I'm like, I wish I had told, this is how I used to think. I would be like, I wish I had told 16 year old me to work harder so I could go into college like really fast, but I'm more now wish I could go back and just be like, hey, like you're really good right now, but just know that like that's not gonna last forever. And like you should be okay with that. Cause yeah. I, I think that no matter what, even if I would like gone back and told myself, like keep working hard, I think I still would have, you know, kind of leveled out.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's important to realize too that, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, everything does happen for a reason in the way it's supposed to. Like, yeah, you know, you have an incredible story that you can share and connect with other people and I mean just some of the things you talked about I'm like wow like I didn't even realize like that could be even categorized as disordered eating Mm -hmm. and so you bringing awareness to that like I think you're gonna help a lot of people yeah
1: I mean I the reason I like reached out to you really was because I want to talk about it more but I never know how because i don't just want to like post on my instagram story and be like let's talk about bulimia today Uh. and i like don't want to talk to just like my friends about it and like i don't know make them uncomfortable so i was like a podcast would be like a great place to start talking about it
0: yeah and do you think you would ever start a podcast maybe um talking about definitely i'm not gonna lie i
1: definitely have thought about it i mean yeah I think everyone has like friends where they're like oh my gosh we should totally start a podcast and I have a friend where I'm like I feel like we'd have a great podcast together but I think like a a food related podcast would be so fun for sure I just like don't really know where to get started but definitely something I would look into
0: yeah you you definitely should I I think you'd be really good I I would support you 100% (laughs) yeah
1: good I'll let you know Um,
0: Okay. Okay. Stay tuned everybody. <laughs> so um, what advice would you give to an athlete that may be struggling with disordered eating right now?
1: Um, I actually thought about this a like, right before you called and like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are like, just get help, like go find someone, get help. And I, that's not as easy as it sounds like, especially because I think that if you go to a dietitian or a therapist and tell them that you're making yourself throw up and stuff like that, like you, sometimes they legally have to send you to a mental institution. And right. while I do like agree somewhat that that should happen, I think that a lot of people don't know that. So they throw it around very lightly and they're like, oh, I'm just going to tell them this. And then they end up in a mental in- institution with people who you know I don't know I've just heard I've heard bad stories about that happening um like someone was like yeah I make myself throw up and then they had to go to a mental institution where they were with people who like had disorders not even related to eating disorders and it's just like I don't think that's going to help so my suggestion is like maybe I know there's lots of anonymous hotlines you can call and contact. Um, Let me look it up real quick. I think it's the National Eating Disorder, um, NEDA. I don't know what that stands for. National Eating Disorders. um, It's NEDA and I know that they have a call a helpline tab And it's like, you can chat with them online, you can call them, and then you can kind of ask, like, what should my next steps be? What stuff like that? Because I think that sometimes when you go to a therapist, um, it's not going to help in the way that they think it's going to help.
0: Right. And although I
1: I do think going to a therapist is extremely important. I'm not saying to not do that, but I also understand that like, that's not always the easiest first step.
0: Yeah. Especially if you go in opening up about something and then you get sent to a mental institution. I mean, I feel like sometimes that can make some, at least this, that would make me feel almost bad about myself and maybe close back up. Yeah, And um, I think that's the last thing that we want anyone wants to do um that doesn't help anyone but I'll definitely I'm gonna link if you send that to me I can definitely link it in the show notes um Mm -hmm. for anyone that does want to look at that um because I do think that's important I'm I'm glad you said that
1: yeah and 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 I'm not trying to say like avoid therapy because yeah yeah I definitely think it's very important. It's just from yes. stories I've heard. I've heard that that has happened, and it's like if I had if that had happened to me, like I would yeah. have felt terrible. Like it would definitely. it would not have helped the situation.
0: Yeah, no, no, we love therapy. I yeah. love therapy, <laughs>
1: <Same>. <laughs> but I can I
0: can definitely see that. Um, yeah, And the way that I look at therapy is definitely at least for me when I go into it, it's a way to just like, I go in with my thoughts all super jumbled and it's just a way to compartmentalize or organize those thoughts. Mm. And that's why I love therapy so much. I I definitely come out and I'm like, Oh, like everything's clear. It's fine. Um, So I I totally get what you're saying. And I think that's an important point to make for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Do you still swim sometimes? Maybe not, obviously um, competitively, but
1: yeah, I I once I stopped, I was Mm -hmm. just like, I'm done. Like I don't want to get in the water for a long time. I mean, I'm sure once I'm older, I'm probably gonna want to start doing it again. But since I quit swimming, I have swum two times, and it's been like three years. So I just remember the first time. The only thing I miss is you know, the, when I was good. Cause that was when I was like at the top of the world, like all these colleges reaching out to me and like, I just felt so famous and so good. But then once it started getting hard and it felt more like a tedious job, like, oh gosh, I, I don't miss that at all.
0: It became I, enjoyable. Yeah. Probably.
1: I definitely still like stay updated with swimming. Cause I think yeah. like the world of swimming is so interesting and all these like 14 year old kids breaking world records is like it's crazy. so crazy to me yeah yeah so I stay updated but I don't miss
0: myself swimming gotcha do you do you watch it then just oh like, yeah yeah okay that's yeah, good SECs I, is
1: happening right now and I've been watching all of
0: that so okay and then so do you have another activity or sport that you're currently in or something else that you found a love for
1: yes actually so okay I started running like a year ago or two okay. years ago, and I really hurt my knee because I apparently I run weird. So I stopped <laughs> running, and I recently found. Have you heard of Prvello, the cycle place?
0: Yes. Oh yes. my
1: gosh! My friend showed it to me, and I was like, I was like, I probably won't like it. Like this won't be fun. I'm literally
0: obsessed. I've been there for it's like. A, a it's few over by ago. the Mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. Um, I'm very, I'm partial to classic city cycling. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've done that one, but. I have a friend who works there, so I've been trying to go there. I love it. I love, um, they have Friday fight nights and they are so fun. Definitely try it Yes. I definitely. I think think you get one free class too.
1: Yeah. I definitely want to try it just because I have, I have two friends actually who work there. So, and I think like they have, um like an opening class together soon. So I'll definitely come to it, but yeah, I'm obsessed with cycling.
0: <laughs> okay. So cycling, do you, do you weight lift at all?
1: A little bit, nothing okay. like crazy, but I do like, I definitely want to stay toned. There was a period where I like yeah. wasn't at all. And I like noticed a loss in my muscles and I was like, yeah. um, I <laughs> want to look a little bit more toned.
0: <laughs> right. And then, so do you still run or just because of your knee? I don't
1: I mean I like tried recently again and my knee like instantly started hurting again I was like "Eh." I mean there was I was (sighs) supposed to go to physical therapy and learn how to like run correctly
0: but I just never got to it yeah what what do you mean you run weird (laughs) apparently
1: like I just (laughs) I land on my knee incorrectly like I think like when I run like my feet like move out like this like kind of outwards and yeah. it's supposed to be more of like a straight. So it's bad for my knee
0: somehow. I think I walk like that actually. And one of my, yeah. f- my, my foot, my feet. So I've been trying to correct that too. Um, I never got into running. I, I tried, I hate it until mm-hmm. um, I think like after maybe like six minutes, I kind of hit like a high in it and then mm-hmm. everything's fine. But I got really bad shin splints from it. mm-hmm and that was just the worst thing ever so
1: yeah I mean if I'm being honest like I even though I like tried to get into it I never really enjoyed it I think I enjoyed like (laughs) the little like um milestones where I like finally did like a 5k under 30 minutes but other than that there was nothing like I really because like once I hit that that's when I was like I'm good (laughs) I don't like this that much (laughs) right how did you train for that (laughs) There's, like, this app called Run Keeper, and I, oh. I'm pretty sure it's, like, a free program. They do, like, programs yeah. for, like, um, a marathon and half marathon and other things, but I think the 5k one was free, and I was like, might as well.
0: I, I've heard of that. How long did it take you to do that, though?
1: Let me look. It's, like, a few-week program. I still have the app, even though I never use it anymore. I'm
0: curious, because maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll challenge myself.
1: <laughs> the girl, her name's Erin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's 18 workouts. So I think, and you do three okay. workouts a week. So Oh, that's six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks. And the girl who like bad. trains you
0: is so motivational. <laughs> I love Really? Her. So you listen to it while you run. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you start with like two minutes on two minutes off. And then like, by the end of it, you do like a straight one.
0: Was it challenging?
1: But, um, honestly because of the trainer no like she was so motivational like I I'm the type of person where like if I'm working out and there's like a motivational trainer I'm like almost get like annoyed I'm like shut up I'm just trying to do this I'm trying to get it over with but for some reason she was like actually like helping me I was like you're right Erin I can do this oh
0: I love that I'm definitely gonna try
1: that you definitely should I enjoyed it but then once I was done I was like I'm good I'm good I'm done
0: (laughs) I'm done it's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) so funny um so let's see so overall what do you think the messages that you just want to get out from your experience and I guess what do you want to say to anyone that's listening athlete or not um that may be going through this right now and they just I don't know like they don't they just feel kind of like alone like they're going through it alone maybe um what what do you want to say to them I would say whenever
1: I like think about that I always try to put myself in that mindset I once had where it's like you know there's no other like route I want to go to get to the body that I want there's it's like I, I just want to take this dangerous approach and you know like I want them to know that in the long term that's so terrible for your body like I'm sure like you might see good results and you might see like things are turning out maybe the way you're wanting them to or expecting them to. But I promise you in the long term, it's going to be so bad for your metabolism because once you try to start eating normally again, you're going to gain weight faster than the average person because your metabolism is so slow now. So like a 1500 calorie day for someone with slow metabolism is going to be cause gain or weight gain faster than like someone with a good metabolism if that makes sense Um, definitely mainly just like letting them know that it's even if they're seeing good results it's not gonna end it's not gonna end well and that having a normal healthy diet is you know diet dietitians and nutritionists aren't just saying that to fool you like it they really mean it like you need to eat you need to eat and you need to you know what's the word satisfy your body
0: it's literally fuel for your body yeah, yeah literally quite literally yeah, yeah I think I think that's great and thank you so much for reaching out and coming on here everything you said no was just literally so amazing and um mm. I know you said you had a food Instagram or whatever so go ahead and mm. pimp yourself out where can everyone oh find you
1: <laughs> okay it's a weird it's a weird name my okay, name okay. is Emma. It's pronounced Emma Line, but okay. the the Instagram name is Emma underscore Lean underscore Cuisine.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Thank you all for listening and check out the show notes below for Emma Line's Instagram and we'll see you next week. For crisis situations, text N-E-D-A to seven four one seven four one to be connected with a trained volunteer at Crisis Text Line or call 800-931-2237. Visit nationaleatingdisorders.org for more information.